0: Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane.
1: Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. And so like, think, and like, I don't, it never occurred to me that like this 40-something year old man was going to be coming in and being nearly nude in front of a bunch of children. Like... (laughs) Good morning. <laughs> it's great to stay up late.
0: Oh my gosh it's so funny like our personalities like you're just like I just feel like you would just like shoot out of bed and you're like all right.
1: I know. Let's Can do you this. tell we're recording in the morning? And I'm like oh, no. <laughs> drink that coffee. I, can't. I got Good my way. coffee. I've been up since almost before seven. Who am I?
0: Oh my lanta. I got up at like I don't know, quarter to eight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if when I get a job, what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time when I had a job, pre-COVID, <laughs> that I would be up what at was like, it like I know, like five thirty, like six in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, the before times. The before times. I used to go to the gym to work out with my trainer from six to seven a.m. Girl, ugh,
0: when I worked at. That catering company, I had to be at work at 5 in the morning. That's
1: too much. It was awful. Yeah. It was I like awful. mornings, but...
0: Like, you're driving to work, and it's, like, pitch black outside. Yeah. it's It was so bad. But then every once in a while, we'd be done by, like, 9 a.m.
1: Yeah, that's so then nice. So I would
0: just go home and sleep until, like, 2 in the afternoon.
1: Um, Is this a catering job where you rode your bike before you got a car yes. and birds were attack you? Yes! Uh, <laughs> I rode my bike
0: because it was probably like a, I don't know, twenty minute bike ride. Yeah, and I didn't have a car, or I don't even think I had a license at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to, I had to bike past like a marsh, uh-huh. and and birds would like literally swoop, dive bomb in front of me. <laughs> it was like the scariest like, I don't know, three meters of biking that I.
1: Yeah. I remember you telling me about this, and I just, it doesn't get less funny.
0: It literally, like, gets your adrenaline going real good at, like, 5 yeah. in the morning. Yeah, you when probably
1: pedaled so fast. A bird
0: is trying to murder you. Yeah. Because, obviously, they had their, like, nests, like, right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's not
0: great. And then there was another bird at a bus stop that my brother and I used to go to to go to school. And every time you would get off the bus, this bird would literally chase you until you got across the street. And it would be, like, a foot away from your head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to segue your bike riding into Kate, your daughter, Mm -hmm. is doing pedal heads. I
0: know. She's doing so good.
1: Listen, we need pedal heads to sponsor this episode. Because I've been a huge fan of pedal heads ever since Devin and Pete put their kid in it. Yeah. And, like, literally, your kid And Lena, too. Lena's kids have done it for years. Your kids go from like not knowing how to ride a bike to like riding a bike in one and a half days. Yes. They like have magic.
0: They, so she um, was doing it on her own within like the first hour. Yeah. Of the class. And
1: then she still couldn't really do corners and stuff. Like after the first day, she was, it was like yeah. three hours. And then yesterday was day two. And now yeah. she's, she's like, like.
0: riding in circles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet.
1: And then she still has three more days.
0: So funny. Last night she's like, "I don't even think I need to go back anymore." (laughs) I was like, "Well, let's 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 finish what we started." But um, I think it's funny because I remember like talking to Anthony about um, getting the kids into pedal heads, and it can be kind of pricey. But and it's like, well, teaching your kid how to ride a bike, like you can just do that yourself. It's really like really it's kind of exhausting. Like, and if you don't live on like a street that is safe, or yeah, or flat. Yeah, or flat, or you don't have time to, like, bring them somewhere. Like, I remember trying to teach my older two, and I had, you know, newborn twins at the time. I'm like, I'm not packing everybody up in the car and going to, like, a track or something to teach them, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but she got it, like, right away.
1: It's wild. It's very cool.
0: And then, like, they'll do mountain biking. Like, the pedal heads will teach them. Yeah. Like in them And there, when there's
1: like street safety, mm-hmm. like how yeah, riders signal,
0: safe... they show them this arm signals yeah. and everything.
1: It's pretty cool. I'm going to put you in pedal heads. <laughs> I don't want to ride a bike. No, no, for like Cuz remember I let you... you. I made you ride on the road and you were like, ah, ah. "Well, yeah, I don't like riding on the road." Cuz like, I know what
0: fine. I'm like when I see bikers on the oh, road.
1: <laughs> I was like I want to just run them over, but <laughs> Oh lord um guys uh, how,
0: how's your day how's your morning
1: uh, well it's fine I just had to get oh. I had to wake up I had to get six I had to get feed five cats feed six dogs because we're dog sitting and like that's all fine it's just like n- normally I don't have like a somewhere I need to be at a certain time but I wanted to be here for nine so I just had to like get up feed five cats feed six dogs shower pack up my stuff drive the six dogs to daycare because yeah. we're those people.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then come back home to switch cars so Lindy can go pick up the six dogs Yeah, because we have one little car and one SUV and then drive out here.
0: I also think it's funny where you're like, we have six dogs because we're dog sitting. So it's, <laughs> it's like you're literally dog sitting one other dog. So you already had the
1: five. <laughs> and she's perfect. Her name's Tavy, and she's Aww. a black Labra, no, a golden Bernadoodle.
0: Oh, fancy.
1: Golden Retriever, Bernie's Mountain Dog, Poodle. I love it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Have so When look, you have five yeah. dogs, one extra dog is nothing.
0: This is what we should have done. You should have time-lapsed your morning with oh. the dogs, and I should have time-lapsed my morning getting the twins to daycare. Yeah. And then we could have... Compared the two. Ooh,
1: I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Um, but I'm really excited for today because we're interviewing Janine from high school.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, you didn't even recognize her when I showed I you didn't. her picture. I didn't. She looks amazing. I and was like, who? Who? Who is? <laughs> who is? Um, but she's been posting a lot about, um, she's like a showgirl, a burlesque dancer, a performer, and. Um, since COVID happened, she's like lost her, you know, like full-time job and she's trying to like move this idea of performing to like an online platform. And what does that look like? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. anyway, I just think it'll be really neat to interview her.
0: Absolutely. She did not sign up for burlesque dancing on a computer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Swinging your tassels just isn't the same digitally.
0: Yeah. But you got to make it work, right? Yeah. Everyone has had to kind of adapt to this new COVID world. It's COVID's world and we're just living.
1: (laughs) 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 And with that, let's call her.
2: Hello, Janine. Hello, Carling and Michelle. Good morning. Good
1: Good morning. morning. Oh my god, it's been a hot minute. It's
2: it's been a pandemic.
1: Yeah, really, <laughs> truly. I yeah. know we had like we see each other, I like not semi regularly, but we see each other.
2: We do. We do. Or at least we try I know we really try to. Um Yeah. But I think everyone feels very disconnected right now. I don't know, I do. I don't know if you guys yeah. do, but I yeah. definitely do. So, yeah, it's yeah. nice to I don't know, hear your hear your voices at least. I can yeah. see your your faces in my head, but it's it's just nice to connect with you ladies for sure. Well, was- uh, we're,
0: we're, are we skinny in your head?
2: Oh. <laughs> you are Please perfect. tell us you see our high school selves. <laughs> you, you actually, yeah. <laughs> I think that that comes in, but you you look perfect in every which way that you are right now too, and and Aww. it's so cool to still be in touch with you, considering we go yeah. back like how long has it been since we fucking graduated? Like I would say
1: nineteen. 19- or eighteen years? Is it really been eight? Oh my god! Well, because I think you were one grade, like you're a little bit younger, right? So yeah, you were one grade below us. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and we graduated in two
1: thousand two. Yeah.
2: Well, listen. Some of us, (laughs) yeah, the optional fourth year program. Yeah, that was me. I did that too. I was in 2004, (laughs) but I, I also feel like um, some of us also had ADHD undiagnosed, and we were left to our own devices
1: in school.
2: Yeah, Yeah, where you had to literally do everything yourself, as if you were in college. But we were like. Seventeen, eighteen. That yeah, was a With, idea. For some
1: people, yeah, for some people, that's like so great. Yeah, but then I don't know why I, how I ever convinced my parents that this was the, uh, like this was the, the school, school for me. Yeah. Like, right? what? No structure? What?
2: No classes? Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: seems Let's do it. great.
2: Yeah, it was great. I spent a lot of time at Mount Royal. um yeah, a lot. Or like of West was
1: like shopping. Oh yeah. my god! At yes, mall. at Go the, mall. the mall. Like,
0: I I always say that high school was like the best three years, like ever. Like yeah. we had so much fun, but yeah. literally just no school. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it really was. They were the best years of my life. Best four years, yeah. technically. But yeah, they were they were amazing. We had such an incredible group of people that we got to hang around with all the time because there was no structure, and that was. Yeah. A- I think part of the reason why we all have these bonds that have continued, you know, almost twenty years later, because we had that that connection, and we always partied together, and we always, you know, did the same classes together, and and we wrote tests together. We could book that, like who could book their tests together and be like, let's hold hands and write this test and and get that green slip, you know? Like it, it was it was a really unique period for anyone I think who who went to to Carroll because yeah. because of that that lack thereof of traditional schooling structure so
0: and I think we all kind of felt a little more grown up than someone else that was in like a traditional high school yeah like we were more independent and probably you know that was maybe some of our downfalls but it was really
2: fun it was so fun I loved high school I loved high school high school was the best
0: (laughs) It's so funny because we have like Dale emailing us, and we've got like Amanda messaging us about her podcast, and our. It's like all like high school is just like coming back in like full force. Like everyone that we're like Liza, yeah. It's so funny. It's It's almost like yeah. I just love how like connected we can all be like through social media and and all the projects that everyone's doing. It's just so interesting. Yeah, it does
1: make it feel like no time has passed. Like I kind of
2: know what people are up to. Yeah.
1: That is the nice part, um, I think,
2: of social media. Um, as much as I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, it is super nice to to be able to keep those connections and, and see what everyone is doing and I don't yeah. know. It's it's a yeah. good feeling to know that, that you've got the other people just on that other end. You maybe you can't, you know, go and have a coffee, but they're right yeah, there yeah. And you can reach out and that's 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 nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. For sure. Um,
2: so why don't we jump into it? Why don't you yeah. tell, we know your name's Janine. Yes, that's my muggle name. Mm-hmm.
1: Your muggle name. I love that because, yeah. oh, should we only refer to you by your, oh. what What do you call it? Your showgirl name?
2: Yeah, my stage name, I guess is what your you would. Stage yeah, name. my stage, stage yes. name. Um, <laughs> who am I? It's funny you bring that uh-huh. up actually because I. I mean, normally, yes, I would say that we would stick to my stage name because that's really kind of what we're here to talk about Um, but I feel like in the last uh, what five six months of pandemic here it's I've been showing up much more in my life as Janine because my life yeah centralized so much around Manhattan and my personality in Manhattan um, that I was like you know what why don't we let Janine come forward for a bit and, and let her take the spotlight for for a while Uh, especially since I'm not you know I'm not on stage I'm doing some online stuff but I think I think letting me come out a little bit during this time has been almost therapeutic in a way so we can we can continue with Janine you can call me Manhattan I'll I'll respond to both really oh okay
1: so your muggle name is Janine yes your stage name is Manhattan Wild that's correct yeah I yeah. love it. So yeah. that's
0: so funny because I've seen you on our Instagram and I was like, "Who's this girl?" I'm like, "She's cute." <laughs> and right. I, yeah, and then now I'm just like connecting the dots, like, "Holy crap, that's Janine from high school!" Right. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Well, it's... you look a, you look a little bit different. Oh, just a tiny bit. Yeah, just yeah. a tiny bit. If we can mention that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, a 180 transformation. We'll we'll definitely put it that way. From high school, going from like. The girl who was oh, probably close to 300 pounds, and my, my, my—I didn't have like my straight teeth, and I, you know, magically grew these boobs after visiting a very nice doctor in Lethbridge. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I look—I look a little different than than I, I did in high school, but I, I assure you, I'm still the very weird, um, quirky, and big old drama nerd. That I was back then than I am now. So some things don't change.
1: I love it. It's been interest it's been fun to watch your transformation from like the like shy, quiet drama nerd in high school to this like just like vivacious, confident, burlesque dancer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So can uh, you talk a
1: little bit about like when and how you got into burlesque?
2: Peer pressure was the best form. That's the
0: best way to join anything.
2: Yeah, anything, uh, it's definitely the way to go. Um, but it was it was funny because I I actually, I actually was peer pressured by two of the girls that we also went to high school with, um, yes. that joined a burlesque troupe called the Garda Girls Burley Q Review just shortly after we graduated from high school. And they go by Access Deville and Sugar Maybe. That's their stage names. And I think yes. uh, I know definitely Access is still performing. Um, I don't know if Sugar oh, okay. is. Yeah. So anyway, we were we were still really good friends, and I basically followed them around and fangirled for the first year <laughs> at every show because you need to have that friend. You need to have that friend that's super stoked about what you're doing, and they yes. were super young and. Didn't really know what they were doing at the time. And and we were just kind of going along with it. And I was fascinated by these powerhouse friends that I had getting up there and, you know, taking their clothes off on stage and no pink bits. There was no pink right. bits that yes. happened, but you know, they were no, getting what, up there. What?
1: Pink bits. Oh, pink no, bits. No. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh.
0: I was like, excuse me. What? What? <laughs> I love <laughs> how you just were like, yep, totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Huh,
2: totally yeah. know totally. that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: Carling has got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's also so seen beautiful.
2: me perform, so
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, they they uh basically were looking for a new MC. Probably I would say about think about a year into the girls joining the troop and they were like, you, you have to try, you have to try out for the troop. You're already coming to the show. So, you know, why not? And, you know, as curling was saying, you know, I had a lot of hangups at that age. I was very quiet. I was um, very self-conscious. Uh, I had a lot of um, insecurities about my weight and just being shy um, about my appearance in general. And, I ended up auditioning. It was the worst audition of my life. And <laughs> no. I screwed everything up. Um, I even, even driving to my audition, I turned down a one way, the wrong way downtown. Oh, like no. I was panicked, so nervous. And yeah, it was, it was terrible. I was in the living room of the troop leader at the time and I was shaking and the glitter was chunking off of my eyes and
0: <laughs> oh my gosh it was it was terrible yeah. for, the, for the audition like what what did that look like like a dance a
2: Well, no, it was just (laughs) emceeing at the time. Yeah. What was it? Was it a little like, like dance on their couch where I was giving. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm sure they could have asked it and I would have done it and I would have done a horrible job, but um, no, it was just basically me um, doing kind of like an introduction as if I would be introducing a show and giving the performers names. And I screwed up every single name of the performers, even though they were my best friends at the time. (laughs) And at The end when I was done, you know, everyone stood up from the couch and started clapping and saying, Yay, you know, you got it. Like, you're in. We want you. Yeah. And it was because after when I talked to the truth leader, um, which is Betty Galore, you know, she said, I saw something in you. I saw something very special in you. And and it didn't matter that you didn't show up, or it didn't matter that you showed up and you weren't, you know, perfect. Um, It mattered that you showed up and you wanted to try you know, and and you support us so much and you love us so much. So, you know, we, we want you to be a part of this. And 13 years later, here I am still performing and if it hadn't been
1: like MC and you've actually done some actual burlesque performances, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I started off primarily as, you know, an MC for the Garter Girls. Then I went independent for a while um, and then started to kind of dabble with, the whole dancing side of things probably about five, six years ago. So I'm certainly new at the dancing side, comparatively speaking to, you know, my, my peers here in town. But uh, yeah, that's where my, my first passion was, was being on stage and, and, you know, making people laugh. I love comedy. I love being silly. Um, That part was, was a lot of fun. And then it came to the point of, well, what's next? Where am I going to push myself next? And even though I still had some hangups on my body, um, I felt, you know, what, what a great way to kind of push my envelope a little bit and, you know, challenge some of the stereotypes that are out there when it comes to bodies. Um, cause I'm yes. size, I'm, I'm very, very tall. I'm built like a football player. <laughs> um, but why not play that- just football players? Oh God, I have to agree. I'm kind of cute. <laughs> um, but challenge the stereotypes that you are seeing out there and, and give it a go. And, there's something very, very liberating about the dancing side of things for sure. And I'm glad that've I've done it. Um, but my, my, my absolute love and passion starts from being on stage and, and being an MC. That, that I there's no other high you can get in life, better than that moment when you've got that audience in the palm of your hand and they're relating with you and they're laughing and they're having an incredible time. Uh, because of you, because, because you're up there and you're entertaining them.
1: I love that. And the MC, I think the role is so vital to any show because it really strings the show together. So like when if for anybody who hasn't been to a burlesque show, it's a series of performers by dancers and, or performers. And so it's so important to have that MC, you know, like sort of like, Set the tone. yes yeah, set the tone, yeah. bring the pieces together. Um, you know, in between acts, keep everybody entertained and engaged. Um I guess for anybody who's not listening, can you maybe or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Listen. they're not listening? Screw them. <laughs> screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. For, any, <laughs> for anybody who is listening who doesn't know what burlesque is, can you maybe sum it up in your own
2: words? Like what is burlesque? Oh, that is such a good question. Burlesque um, is a way to encompass um, different theatrical elements of, you know, different conversations, emotions, um, maybe even personal stories that, you know, the performer has. And a lot of the times, striptease is built into that performance. Not always. Um, Yeah. You know, burlesque, uh, kind of when you go back to the history and the roots, is a lot to do with, um, you know, parody and and you know the the act of making fun of things. Yeah. Um, but in in modern times and neo burlesque, you know, a lot of times it will it will incorporate striptease, but on a on a definitely more theatrical aspect than you know you would look at maybe a traditional stripper. Um, yes. A lot more costumes, a lot more you know storytelling. And um it's 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 not necessarily about titillation at the end. Yeah. Um uh it definitely encompasses titillation and you know, sexuality, but um that's not the end goal. The end goal is is to to kind of showcase and tell a story up on stage. So that I love that. Yeah, that's what I would I would how I would define burlesque in, in my life anyway.
1: Well, and I think it is such an important differentiation. Is that a word? Differentiation? <laughs> Dif- is that a word, guys?
0: Well, differentiate. Yes. But differentiation? I know How it
2: differs about. from stripping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
0: we'll that's go right with that. Is right,
1: yeah. that yeah. <laughs> Set it apart from stripping because I know like years ago, there was all over the news that there was a bylaw changing and they weren't allowing like burlesque performers in like food
2: establishments or something like that. Yeah, it was um a huge, huge battle between the AGLC and the burlesque community because Because they wanted burlesque to be considered like sex work or they did did consider it um um nudity as per the AGLC handbook. Right. Even though we were covering our nipples, there was never like I said any paint bits that came out um when we were performing in establishments that had all ages allowed um, they were basically saying we were we were infringing on those guidelines set by um, establishments that served alcohol um, to be performing as as nude entertainers, which we weren't. And right. the establishments that we were performing in were getting hefty fines. There were fire marshals and police that were kind of raiding our live shows. It was, it was an absolute nightmare at the time and the community really kind of banded together and stepped up and said, no, um, you know, we kind of feel our human rights are being infringed upon because if you can have a man go up on stage and show his nipples and not be considered nude, why are you putting us into that category? You know, yeah, um,
1: yeah. it didn't make any sense
2: and when that finally came to, um, you know, when that that became the argument that we were we were fighting for human rights and, and equality with with men, that's when finally the narrative changed in the HGC handbook, and we were no longer constituted as as nude.
1: I think that's great, and I think you know because the entertainment factor is so different between like going to the strippers, yeah, and and going to see a burlesque show, which is much more theatrical, and you know not not intentionally
2: sexualized all the time right no exactly exactly and we were never performing for for you know the idea that a a kid would come to those establishments after nine ten o'clock at night you know what I mean like you know they were serving liquor for sure but you know it it was never it was never the shows that we, we we you know um oh what's the word I'm looking for um promoted as as all right, yeah. they never all age shows they were always adult themed shows I you're mean, not doing
0: like, like a two o'clock in the afternoon at a Chuck E. cheese or something no, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly yeah i oh mean oh my god if can we hire you up. for a birthday party <laughs> <laughs> if they paid me enough and as long as yeah. they are minors <laughs> sure <laughs> absolutely um, because I mean, the, the, the themes do become sex- sexually explicit at times, you know, there are themes yeah, that do happen yeah. like that. And I can totally understand why, you know, you wouldn't want a minor walking into one of our shows and, you know, seeing some side boob or, you know, someone humping a vacuum cleaner or whatever it's, it's been known to happen, but it was never our, it was never our intent. And, uh, yeah, that was a long battle. That was, I think. Oh, geez, I think it took about five years of the community fighting against, you know, this, this AGLC handbook and getting, you know, those narratives changed and updated to allow us to do what we, what we do and not, not kind of put us into a a box of just being strippers, which we're, we are strippers, but we're not in the same, you know, constitution as, as nude.
1: Um, this just reminded me, and I'm pretty sure you were there, Janine. So tell me, I don't know if you were there, Michelle. So we had two friends. I won't say their name just to be anonymous. It was their 18th birthday. (laughs) And were you? And I I was the oldest. And so I was like, I'm already 18. I'm going to throw my two of my good friends an 18th birthday party. Mm -hmm. And. I hired a stripper, <laughs> and it was a cop, Sergeant Peel. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was a stripper. I were you there, Janine?
2: I was there. I was sixteen you years were, old. Yes!
1: Oh and so, God. here's what's so funny: because yeah. all of our friend groups, because our school wasn't really based on grade yeah. segregation. It, we had kids there that were probably 14 and 15, oh, 16 yeah. all the way up to 18, 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, in my dumbass head, thought, <laughs> I'm going to get my friends a stripper. That's what you do when your friends turn 18. And I remember we all pooled our money. Yeah. And you didn't tell us what think- it was
2: for, though. You didn't tell us. You said it was a surprise.
1: <laughs> and don't you remember that?
0: Basically, almost the entire party ended up in the closet away from the stripper because we were so
1: uncomfortable
2: with yeah. Yes. And all the boys had to be in the pool room. All the boys were forced yeah. to leave to the pool room when he finally yeah, got naked.
1: So yeah, no boys were allowed in there, which ironically yeah. so many of those boys have now since come out as gay. Oh, so <laughs> and almost. then there was all these girls, and I remember him like putting lotion on his thigh and oh, he was like wearing a like a thong or something, and we had to like rub it in
2: his thigh. So every time I think about that moment. And I watch Hannibal. It's like it rubs the lotion. <laughs> in. Every time I think about uh, rubbing in this lotion into this stripper's thigh. Because that's where I got to rub it in. While sipping on my little like, well, I don't even you know what it was. Smirnoff. Like my lemonade or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh that you. Yeah. That was. That was. Oh, man. Good times. And so like think. And like, I don't. It never
1: occurred to me that like this 40 something year old man was going to be coming in and being nearly nude, yeah, in front of a bunch of children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this is why AGLC has those laws in place Probably. because it was because of that 18th and, birthday and party. And why
0: didn't that guy think like, I don't know, are you all 18? Like, yeah,
1: there was no ID he, check. He,
0: should he have, you know, should he have kind of sussed out the situation and was I like, mean, there
1: was no way some of those youth looked 18 no
0: no I think I I'd well because their birthday was just after mine so I just you turned yet, 18. right because it
1: was in March yeah um
0: yeah but I remember like running away into the closet because I was like I can't <laughs> and and we would be, we used to go to the whiskey all the time and yeah like the male strippers but
1: Anyway, I don't, I don't want to draw anyways, parallels between anyways. burlesque and stripping, no. but it was just that like kids walking in Yeah. and listen, just to age myself, I had to look in the yellow pages. <laughs> I did. I, that's how I found them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You
0: weren't Googling that so, one. So Sergeant
1: Peel, if you're listening.
0: What? He's probably like 60 now.
1: We need to have you on show <laughs> the show to further so discuss. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, oh. I digress. Yeah. Um, I need to find that picture. I'm sure we have a picture. Oh, absolutely.
2: Of Sergeant Peel with the birthday girl. There absolutely. has to be somewhere. I, I just remember a um, girl sitting on the chair with her yes. hands over her mouth the entire time and her cheeks just flaming red like the rest of it. So, okay. Back
1: on track. Okay. You recently started posting about your mid thirties pandemic induced existential crisis. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And well.
1: that is what made me be like, hey, girl, want to be on our podcast? <laughs> and
2: I was like, and we tell all you like all my
1: deepest, darkest secrets. secrets? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If you're not in a crisis, what are, why are we talking to you? <laughs>
2: well, exactly. Why Why even bother? Then it's boring, you know, not to yeah. listen to people's, you know, hot train wrecks on fire. That's, that's what <laughs> life's all about. Um, I feel like a lot of people can relate, you know, like that's the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just turned 35 just a few weeks ago. Um. Everything. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I was dying of COVID, so it was. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was that week where it got really, really hot, and I was having a hard time breathing. But it turned out just to be a sinus infection, and it, they don't do well in you know plus thirty-five degree weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. Um. But yeah. No. Geez. Where do I even start? Um. Because
1: I mean, you're you were working for a big company, and yeah. after how many years that employment kind of ended right at the beginning of the,
2: of COVID, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like literally at the beginning, um, you know, all the shows that I had been working on at the time and hired for were canceled. Um, you know, I was quarantined with my older sister who had been living with me for almost three years at that point. And yeah, like it, it, just went from full fledged. I had a job, I had this, budding, you know, burlesque, um, uh, well, I guess career that was kind of coming to its, its peak, I felt. And I had an opportunity for a brand new position. That would have been my dream job. And Ooh. I was super excited about that. Yeah, I was looking into getting into nonprofit. I've been wanting to work nonprofit for pretty much my entire life. Um, yeah. Or anything that just kind of gave back to the community, something that Um, was about working in in bettering Calgary and and our existing community so I had an opportunity for that and I went for it and everything fell through as soon as the pandemic hit so no more burlesque no more regular job that I had worked for 13 years and no dream job all of it was gone and you know the year prior to that I had already um been basically in isolation to a certain degree because I had ruptured my tendon in my ankle last July. So Ooh. I hadn't been performing from like July until November. So it was just what? getting started back up. Like everything felt like it was on such an amazing upswing in my uh. life. And then boom, you know, it, it hit and I'm going, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, you just, you kind of sit there and it's, it's hard to even, Um, it's hard to even really fathom the, the impact, not only of today, but like what things look like going forward, because we've never been in a situation like this before, you know? Yeah. yeah, it, it really, it really knocked the wind out of me. And, um, I've been just kind of working through that over the last five months, you know, really working through, um, I think grieving the life that I had wanted and the life that I thought I was going to have. Um, and also coming to terms with, okay, so now what, you know, do you, do you anchor here? Well, no, we don't want to anchor here because anchoring here means that we don't move forward. Um, but what, what does moving forward look like? So that's, that's kind of where it started for me, um, was when everything fell apart and then, trying to figure it out kind of as I go.
1: Yeah. And so, so you started, um, posting a bit about putting burlesque content on a digital platform. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I started a patron. Um, Oh geez, but did I finally launch it? I think it was just at the end of March and decided to take my content digitally. And, um, I know some of my counterparts as well, um decided to do the same thing too they had opened up their patrons and I thought you know this would be kind of a great way to you know help bring entertainment and continue doing something that I really love um just in a little bit of a different way by bringing it online and holy shit I hated it (laughs) oh is it because is it
1: was it going from performing in front of people to performing
2: in front of nobody, like a camera. Yeah, exactly. Like it was so. Um, I I work uh, as an independent contractor under um, a group, a production company here called Cabaret Calgary, and they had approached me to put together um, a number of routine for um, these weekly shows that they were putting out there for you know the public to enjoy on their patrons. So, you know, I I said absolutely yes. I'm I'm into it. Let's do this. I was super excited about it. And, you know, I took an entire day filming um, because it's just me. It was only me. And I had my bedroom to work with because my sister was living here and my nephew was living here. So I was kind of at a to where I could strip in my home. Um, so, yeah. you know, we, we talked about the whole kid thing and <laughs> we know that I'm not down for that. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. my bedroom and I I did the filming. It took me about eight hours to get it right. And that's, so that's, like, putting all the makeup on, the hair, everything, putting on the costume, you know, doing the strip striptease, putting everything back on again, you know, repositioning the camera, doing it all again, you know, repositioning the lighting, doing it all again, and then probably, like, two days of editing after that to put up a, wow. a three-minute routine that I don't even know if anyone, like how many people watched it. I, I don't have any insight to any of that. I yeah. you know, I got a few people that reached out um, by like text message and was like, you were amazing. Like it was so great. Like you did such a great job, but that's not why I perform. <laughs> yeah.
1: Life- yeah. There's an energy that comes from an audience. Yeah. That, you feed off the audience's yeah. Yeah, reaction. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And it's oh, so oh, empty. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so hard. And you know, it made me feel like, what, what, why, what am I even doing this? You know, why, yeah. we, why am I even doing this and spending so much time, energy, and effort for something like this that really, truly, I feel like the experience in itself is something that you do need live. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's my best memories of burlesque always have to do with me being in a room full of people where, you know, I'm sharing with them some of the most vulnerable moments of my life the most vulnerable mm-hmm. parts of my body and we're within, you know, feet of each other. Maybe at that, sometimes I would even sit in their laps depending on the venue, you know, and I would yeah. be doing my thing and, and you'd have those moments to share. And when you're putting stuff online, you're not sharing anything other than a pretty put together video. That's three minutes long that maybe you get a few thumbs up or double taps on. And yeah, that's yeah. not rewarding work, you know? Yeah. And, that's also well, a very privileged thing for me to say is that, you know, work has to be rewarding. Um, but, you know, burlesque for me has never been a job. It's always been a pastime. It's always been something that it has been a hobby. So turning it into something that, you know, felt so empty was another thing that I felt like I kind of ran into that wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there's gotta be like something, you know, we've all, we've all kind of done plays and performances where, In the end, you kind of have that high, and you feel so good about what you've created together, and you, I don't know, it's just like that feeling of being close to each other because you perform together, and, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that on your own into a computer, it it probably just feels so like, oh, okay, well, let's just, I don't know. Yeah. Go eat a burger I don't know yeah, by, by
2: yourself <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly it like I go well now what you know it's out there yeah. it goes in it goes live on Friday and they're sharing it on Friday and it's not like I'm even around my community we're not in the dressing room getting ready together and talking yes. and hanging out you know like it was so isolation it makes like my 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 stomach turn whenever I say yeah. you don't yeah, it's so hard yeah you don't really understand isolation until you're really that isolated and away from the people that you love and the people that support you and and your community and the people who come out to support these shows, you know, who get just as much out of it being there and being live that you do putting into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because then, you know, they're making a night of it. They're inviting their friends. They're all kind of getting ready as well to come and see the show. And and Mm -hmm. there's like a buzz in the air and excitement. Right. And, it's got to be such a different vibe when you're literally doing it in your bedroom by yourself.
2: Yeah, it, it really has. This been a
1: common experience. Like, have you talked to other people in the industry? Um, and has this sort of been sort of a shared experience?
2: With I would the people say, that- yeah. I think I think um, in some of the people that I have talked to, um, you know, we've we've had very similar conversations uh, about how different it really is, um, but. There's also, on the other hand, a lot of them were living together because so many of them are either couples right. that are in the industry or, you know, roommates. Like, we are such a tight-knit group. Um, you know, I I can imagine for the ones that were really alone and isolated, kind of trying to navigate this and do this, um, it was it was particularly challenging. But maybe having someone there who is you know, at least handling the camera for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like changing angles or at
1: least yeah, giving you some
2: feedback. Exactly. Where you just don't have any of, you know, those devices when you're completely on your own. And yeah. I think the end message though, is that it was really hard for everyone. It was really draining for everyone to keep pumping out this content, um, and not get that, and not get that same feeling right just not getting yeah. the same feeling where you would be up on stage and it was i i really commend like cabaret calgary were putting out a show every week they were inviting other people to perform from the community and you know trying to include uh, you know so many other artists um in their their show which is is amazing um but it was a struggle i even know for them it was it was a struggle for them to continue uh, you know doing show and show and, and Finding different inspi- inspiration every week of different concepts and ideas and and routines to come up with when you are limited to such a short, you know, geographical space due to isolation,
1: you know? Yeah, so, like your bedroom and living room are not the same
2: as yeah. a stage. Yeah, or your backyard or whatever. So, But I mean, some of them got really creative. Some of them were able to go and, you know, um, use locations that were in lockdown you know, yeah. use, use different locations and different venues that we had worked with beforehand. So you know, they really did bring, um, I think, as, as much creativity to it as they possibly could. And I think they did a beautiful job. Um, it was it was just, I think, harder for, for myself personally, because I was on my own and and trying to figure out, navigate and navigate and get it out there. And when you have so much online competition, when you have so much out there where, you know, you do have people who are camming or sharing their pink bits or whatever it is that they're doing um it's hard to stand out above the rest and, and is that so what it's, it's called camming fun. like when when you do like like what is that
1: when is you that like a live cam <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: is that what it is it's like live cam and people like pay to interact with or watch yep that's exactly what with a much different intent?
2: Well, it, sometimes, yes, much different intent. Sometimes not. Like, I mean, I know yeah, there's lots lot yeah. of cam out there where it's all implied nudity. Um, right. There's camming out there where it's, you know, nothing but foot fetish or doming, where, you know, the, the dominatrix is, is just delivering whatever it is that the, the submissive wants to hear or or look at, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's so many variations of camming. But, yeah, that's that's basically when when you get that that live interaction and that's that's I guess the difference between putting out a little video you know that I kind of put together and recorded and polished and and kind of you know released to the public versus having that that one-on-one interaction where I think people were craving that more so than anything during yeah um at the
1: at the risk of sounding like I'm drawing a comparison between burlesque and like camming because I don't think there's a comparison and I think burlesque is an art um has it ever would you ever consider going into like camming you know what I mean like in sort of a because there is a performance aspect to it yeah and there's real good money in it if I'm not mistaken
2: there can be there can be and absolutely I've thought about it I've I've absolutely thought about like the different ways and what maybe I could bring to the table um in camming Uh, My preference would to be not nude, though, not fully nude. Um, I think my limits personally would be topless only. Um, But that's just my preference, right? Like everyone's got different comfort levels. Um, But in looking at that too, there was also the side of me, you know, in looking at my introspection and what I want to do going forward, I was saying, you know, is that something I, a a line that I am willing to cross at this point, knowing that I'm looking for work? when it's yeah. enough for, you know, people to, to do a Google search and figure out everything that you're doing in 10 seconds or less, you know, we're, we're all our own uh, special little FBI agents when we want to be, when it comes to, internet. <laughs> so, yes. you know, um, is that something that I, I'm willing to to do? And, and what are, what are the implications going forward? What does that look like, um, for me knowing that I make that choice and, And what are the consequences of that? Not saying necessarily negative consequences, but every action has consequence. So Mm -hmm. it's really putting that thought into it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, that I've thought about and it's something that, um, I think is, is a totally respectable and, and, you know, respectable and sometimes necessary way of making money is, is sex work. And yeah. You know, for anybody who has gone to that full extent, I, I commend them. I do because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Not, it's not an easy. J- it's work. It's actual work, not just yeah. People, yeah. But emo- the emotional labor that comes with it too. You know, and it's it's something I haven't I haven't made a, a full one hundred and twenty percent decision on yet. Um, but I can tell you, it's not off the table. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is
1: sort of, what's the ultimate dream for you? You know, like, where do you, where do you want to go? What are the next five years? Are you going to continue with sort of playing around with a digital platform or you had talked a little bit about maybe a blog or a podcast?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's something I'm looking into, um, is actually starting, uh, my own podcast about my experiences, um, showgirling, you know, and even bringing people from the community to kind of discuss. know their experience showgirling maybe sharing tips and uh, tips and tricks of the trade um you know talking about some of the issues that we face um you know as burlesque performers or performers in general um i think it's important to kind of vocalize a little bit more about the community i feel like it's still very underground so many people don't really know a lot about burlesque especially here in Conservative Berta, uh, <laughs> you know, like we've been fighting for a long time to come out to the limelight, and even with just you know the times where we were fighting with aglc a lot of us weren't able to work because we, you know, places wouldn't hire us. So you know, there's been lots of challenges to bring burlesque to the forefront in in Calgary and in Alberta, and and I find even in just in Canada, we we struggle with that. It's so huge, and in Europe and and the US, it's just not as yes. big here. Um, so yeah, podcasting is something that I am currently dipping my little my little fingers into, and for the next five years, see that's it's hard to say where exactly that's going because, um, like I said, I feel like we're all kind of grieving what we had planned. I, I had plans of of leaving the country. I had plans of moving to Europe. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know if that's that's able to happen. Um, like there's so many things that I've had a chance to kind of reflect on. And really, I think when I look at the bigger picture here, my dream in short is, is to have enough with, you know, enough time to enjoy it and to have a life that is full of community and love and and dignity. And that's, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not going to to paint a picture of what that looks like because i think things are so uncertain. Um yeah, but those yeah. are the things that i'm going to do everything possible to achieve and to do it as creatively as i possibly can. So. Yeah. Wow. I love that.
0: It, it this does feel like kind of just a big social experiment of like how much uncertainty can we all handle. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, i i feel like that too. I'm, I'm very much a planner like what's what's going to happen next and i need to know kind of what is on the horizon and we just don't know right there's so much unknown and I think it's definitely bringing up a lot in people trying to figure out what do we really want in in our lives and what don't we want and and just kind of getting down to what is really important to us all during this just crazy time yeah so I think that's super important that you can kind of pinpoint that
2: thank you it's it's we're all kind of in the same boat and I think I mean, different stories, of course, for everyone and different challenges for everyone. Um, yeah. you know, but there is a, a communal grief and a communal loss that we're all navigating right now. And I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel less alone. you know, as, as yeah, isolated yeah. as I've been and as lonely as sometimes you know isolation can be, because you are so separated. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. Um, there is that that comfort of knowing that we're all trying to figure this out as we go. And we're all trying to figure this out together and that we're not alone. And I think that there is a lot of comfort in that, um, to remind ourselves that as hard as it gets for whatever your reasons are and your, your, you know, what you're going through in your day to day, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We're, we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's really important. I think it, it definitely kind of helps me put things into perspective because, um, although things have changed a lot with, with, you know, isolation and things like that, my day-to-day still feels kind of the same, I guess, with, you know, dealing with the kids and yeah. and going to work and and being in the public. Um, but then, you know, you think about people like yourself that was used to performing every night or, or going out or being around, you know, your support system and your friends and doing what you love every day to just kind of, you know, now just trying to figure out like, when can I see somebody, you know, and yeah. and how can I have connection. So it is a really it kind of puts things into perspective for people who are um not experiencing quite quite like you are, but again are in the same kind of boat. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah totally I don't know I'm just like oh, I don't know what the next five years looks I like know.
2: I'm like I don't know either Carly God <laughs> you know what a question yeah it wasn't when I saw that question on the list I was like oh Cheryl like what do you mean, what are the next five years gonna look like? Oh, no, 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 no. like I don't I even am... know what the next five days
0: are gonna be like yeah Seriously.
2: wait let me grab my tarot cards just a sec. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would give us better answers
1: Um, So where can people find you? If people want to sort of like follow your journey, see what you're up to, where's the best spot that they can find you?
2: I'm going to say right now, my Instagram, which is misswild with an E dot burlesque. Um, That's a great place to start. I've got a link tree that's got, all of my other pages um available there for you to check out and click on. I'm actually in the midst of also developing a website after a few years. So that's awesome. Coming. Awesome. yeah, that's coming out soon. Um but yeah, check me out on Instagram and then just kind of follow my link tree for all the goodies, Just where to find me. That's the, the easiest route to to go about.
1: Cool. I'll put a link to your Instagram uh in the show notes. Thanks,
2: girl. Um cool. Awesome. This was so nice. What a little like high school reunion we had. <laughs> right, I, It was so nice to talk to you ladies too. And thank you for, you know, uh, reaching out and, and, you know, letting me, um, share my, my, my dumpster trash fire with with <laughs> everyone. Um, because it's important to know that we're not alone and yeah. uh, people may be feeling the same way too. And yeah, it, it was nice to kind of share that. And, and I hope, I hope that I have given some hope to some people out there that, uh, that it's okay and we're gonna be, be okay. I just don't know when. Yeah, we don't yeah. know when, but we'll we'll make it. We'll be yeah, all right. We're gonna figure it out. Oh, um, well, thank you so much yeah. for sharing. Thank you for having me, ladies. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Oh, you too. I'll I'll send you a message later. Sounds good.
1: Okay. Bye. Oh, bye. Anybody hear me? <laughs> <Ooh>. Um.
0: <laughs> hi. You're making me work a lot today, carly you I'm know, sorry. I'm just.
1: I'm sorry, but just listen. I want to
0: live my, you know, casual life of just sleeping all the time and, you know,
1: scrolling on TikTok. Yeah, I don't know why I say TikTok. It's TikTok. I hate it. Sorry. Don't do that. Sorry. Oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what a nice little reunion show that was. I know, that was
0: so fun.
1: That was really good. Yeah. I love Janine.
0: Yeah, she's a sweetheart.
1: Um. Yeah, like, that's like, if I had to think of a word to describe her, she's just like a sweetheart. That's my word. Oh, sorry. I would say she's lovely.
0: Aw, my word's better, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was really great, and I love that we kind of um, went into all that stuff about, like, mental health. And, you know, because, I mean... I think if everyone was being honest with themselves, we all have mental health issues. Like, yeah. really.
1: And now, we and stuff know that we even have to work Show on. girls have mental health issues, right?
0: Totally. I mean, this whole time I thought they were just <laughs> perfect, <laughs> happy, no issues.
1: Oh, um,
0: I just think it's it's. I've never been to a burlesque show myself. I would totally go. Oh my
1: god, they're so fun. Yeah,
0: I think there's, you know, what she was saying. That's still kind of especially where we live it's a, probably stigmatized yeah. you know as a
1: but it's like it's like salty and saucy and yeah. like and funny like their acts are so funny
0: but you know i bet you too that it makes you and the audience feel more confident about yourself yeah. and your body and yeah. your you know just kind of being like yeah yeah like-
1: <laughs> shake what your mama gave you um yeah, really good. Um, so and then yeah, today I'm just making you work. We gotta rush, <laughs> got rush Kate to gotta rush Kate to Pedalheads and then yeah. come back for another interview.
0: Yeah, and then go pick her up.
1: I'm yeah. hungry. When can we eat? No, there's no time. Can I eat? No <laughs> Um, but as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank and you. And so please leave us a review. Follow us on all of the socials, uh Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I did not sign up for this. We're also on the Patreon, which we've been having so much fun doing and is just sort of like another level of supporting us. And you can find us there at I did not sign up for this. (laughs) Are you sure about that? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So like us, follow us, validate us, us. validate us, and have a great day. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) bye.